Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Amen. I got something fresh for you. Amen. Lift your Bibles high. Let's make our confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word which produces faith and faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word has given me life and life for Shout it out. I am. Hallelujah. Amen. We welcome those watching live now at all of our campuses. Amen. We are excited about the word today. If you would go to 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. Hallelujah. Of course, we had an awesome uh, morning service. and In the country, they, they didn't say it gets better and better. They said it gets gooder and gooder. Oh, I there's a few country implants here, huh? Okay, all right, all right. First case 19, verse 1, you got it? And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow at about this time. In essence, he was saying, Elijah, I'm going to kill you by 3 o'clock tomorrow. So, so remember, if you ever, in, in grade school, you ever, you ever had a fight, you remember you had to schedule it? You, you, you ever had to schedule your fight? Meet me, meet me by the swing set at 3.30. Jezebel schedules a fight with Elijah. Verse 3, and when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom or under a juniper tree. Say juniper tree. Juniper. 
and he prayed that he might die and said it is enough anybody ever been there where you got so much pressure and stress on you that you just say God I've had enough I can't take no more of this and he says now Lord take my life for I'm no better than my father's then as he lay and slept under a broom tree or juniper tree, certainly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank, and he laid down again. He, he didn't want to do anything but sleep. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because this journey is too great for you. So he arose and he ate and he drank and he started getting strong. And he went in that strength of the food for 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb to the mountain of God. And then somebody say, here comes this again. He goes into a cave. And he spends the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord comes to him and says, what are you doing here, Elijah? Father, I pray now that you would speak through me clearly, God, that you would tailor make this word, do what only the power of the Holy Spirit can do, which is to take one message and yet customize it so that each individual thinks that you had a fresh word just for them. Prove to them how great you are by making this word so apropos for their lives today. And we thank you now for it, now and forever after. We thank you that we shall walk in everything that you have ordained for us. And we thank you that it is so. In Jesus' name. Would you have five, two or three people as you take your seats and say, I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Uh, there are three groups of people uh, in the sanctuary today and watching at all of our campuses. You're either in of this, you're coming out of this, or you're getting ready to enter of this. So look at your neighbor and say, we're in good company. We're in good company. You're going to talk to your neighbor about seven more times today. So if you don't like them, at least pretend. All right. Now, Elijah, in many ways, is like you and I, uh, and Elijah, in many ways, he's like Christ. Elijah just appears in Scripture with no mother, no father. He just appears. He's just like the high priest Melchizedek, where there is no mother, there's no father, there's no point of reference. He just pops on the scene in the Scripture. And just as much as he is like Christ in that regard, he is also like you and I. In fact, his name, the name Elijah means God is my God. Any believers in the house today? So that means you're just like Elijah. Uh, specifically, his name means Yahweh or Jehovah, the English pronunciation, is my God. So everything we look at in Elijah, I don't want you to see him this morning as some supernatural, spiritual superman or some big guy that God chose to use. Elijah's just like you and I. So when we read this story, we're going to find ourselves right in the middle of it. Now, now everything was great in Elijah's life the day before chapter 19. You've been in a place in your life where you can say on such and such date and at such and such time, that's when things just went crazy. When, when this happened, when they showed up, when they left, when this person did this, when this happened, when, when this situation happened, all of a sudden things began to turn. And that's how it was for Elijah. Before chapter 19, his life was awesome. You ever look back on your life and say, man, it so was good. Yeah. Truth of the matter is, if it was still that good, it'd still be going on now. But sometimes we get a little befuddled and a little confused about the reality of what's good. So for Elijah now, 
Elijah, before chapter 19, he calls the people of, of Israel together and he asks them, how long will you go back and forth about what you believe? Uh, he, he asked them, how long are you going to play with God on the weekend and then play with your other sources during the week? How long are you going to say God is your source on Sunday and on Monday your job is your source? How long are you going to say on Wednesdays God is your source but on Thursday say this man, if he ever leaves me, I don't know what I'm going to do. If this woman, if she ever leaves me, I don't know what I'm going to do. Elijah calls the people and they have a supernatural showdown between God and Baal. Say showdown. Baal's followers, they, they, they call on him, and, and he doesn't answer. They go so far as to say, well, maybe he's not answering us because we're not doing enough damage to ourselves. See, you, I got a problem with your God if your God wants me to damage myself in order to... See, that, that's why I can't follow any other belief set because Jesus is the only one that says, I'll take the punishment for you. See, Islam, you want me to wreck myself and I can't get with that. I, I like Jesus because Jesus says, I'll take the punishment for you. I, I'll take your shame and I'll take your sin and I'll take your issues. Jesus, Jesus did that. But now, Bell's followers, they say, well, maybe we should cut ourselves. We should mutilate ourselves. Let's let's cut our wrists and bleed all over the altar we've built to Baal because perhaps then he will answer. See, that's what happens when you try to make something other than God your source. You'll call, but nobody will answer. Bishop, how do I know what my source is? Whoever you go to first in a crisis. Your source is whoever you call first in a crisis. No, no, no. Elijah, he begins to jest and get a bit jovial with the people of Baal. And he says, perhaps Baal can't answer you because he's meditating. And maybe he can't answer you just because he's busy. Or maybe, I know what it is, Baal left on a business trip. They're having a regional convention of the gods. He goes so far, Elijah does. He says, well, maybe, maybe, maybe Baal is just napping. You know, it is the middle of the day. Maybe he's, maybe he's had a long day. And so maybe he's napping. Of course, the truth was Elijah knew Baal didn't answer because he couldn't answer. Elijah then goes and he rebuilds the broken down altar uh, that was sacrificed to the one true God in an effort to display how awesome God was. He, he wanted the people to see that I'm getting ready to show you something so incredible that you cannot deny that it was God that did it. So much so that Elijah, they, they wet the wood. They set the altar up. They have wood there. They have stones there. And they wet the wood three times over because he says, I want y'all to see that man didn't do this. I, I want you to see there's no magic tricks going on back here. I want you to see I don't have a, a lighter in my pocket. I want you to see that only God could be able to handle this. See, some of you are in situations like that in your life right now where there is no human way out of your situation. The, the only way out is God. Am I talking to anybody? The only way out of this is God's got to intervene. And so Elijah, he calls down fire from heaven. Now remember, the, he, he, he's no different than you and I because his name just means God is my God. And if you're not a believer before the end of this worship service today, you're going to be a believer wherever you are, wherever you're watching. And you'll be able to be just like Elijah because God will be your God. Elijah goes on. I'm, are you still with me? He goes on and he calls down fire from heaven. And the fire consumes the wood. It consumes the stone. And it licks up all of the water that they placed on the wood and that the water that fell off of the wood and went around the surrounding trench. Touch your neighbor and say, that's a miracle. No, 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 no. No man can do that. 
the people look and say, wow, God must be God. Maybe Baal's not, 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 not the one we ought to be serving. Maybe we serve Baal because we can control Baal. It's easy to make a God that you can control because you get to determine what that God says to you. This is the 11 o'clock service, so I feel like preaching just a little bit in here. I, I, had, to, I had a time constraint the first service. It's easy to make a God out of something you can control because you get to tell everybody what your God said. Versus in the truth of what his word said. That's why God says, yes, I will have a relationship with you and interaction with you, but I'm going to leave you my word that way. Everything you say, I said can be judged by the same standard. Because God never says anything that's contrary to what he wrote. Are you still with me? No, no, no. Elijah goes on after this great victory on Mount Carmel. Elijah slays 450 prophets of the false god Baal. Now, here's what you need to know about Baal. Baal is not an individual. Baal is a title. I need you to get that. Baal is not a person. Baal is a title that was given to a false god. Bishop, what does that mean for me? It could be anything you go to other than God when you're in the middle of a this. So your bell could be Krispy Kremes. Come on, let's just tell the truth and shame the devil. I had four of them the other day. Come on, let's just be. That's not my bell, but I sure ate them four Krispy Kremes. My Ooh, Jesus. Your bell could be your job. Your bell could be your marriage. Your, job, your bell could be whatever it is you go to God to. When you find yourself in the middle of this, everything was good for Elijah the day before chapter 19. Then the turning point. It's like the part in the movie where the music begins to intensify and you know what's getting ready to happen. Any movie buffs in there. I, I love movies so much so I probably should begin writing them and submitting my, my movies because I can tell you what's getting ready to happen. I can be in the other room typing something on my computer and have a movie playing and I can tell you exactly what's going on because of the music. The music intensifies. And you know something's getting ready to go down. Something's getting ready to happen. So Elijah, the music intensifies, and here is the turning point. Because after his victory at Mount Carmel, the king's wife Jezebel threatens that she is going to kill him. I said this early this morning. Jezebel was a bona fide bully. Yeah, I met a bully. That 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 they 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 just they don't have nothing else to do but to mess with you. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to mess with that. I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm, I'm not going to mess with that at all. She's a bona fide bully. And, and, and now we, we find that there's a turning point. Because despite all of the great things that just happened to Elijah before chapter 19, in the first three verses, the Bible says that he's running for his life because of this bully or thug threatening him. Truth of the matter is, we all face turning points in life that create a this. Now, the question is, Bishop, when you say I'm coming out of this, well, what is a this? A this is somewhere you don't want to be but can't quite figure how to get out of, but you know if you stay there, you'll be miserable there. 
I'm going to say it again until you get it. Uh, this is somewhere you don't want to be but can't quite figure out how to get out of. But you know if you stay in it, you will be miserable. So Elijah finds himself in a pit. Now remember, Elijah is just like you and I. He finds himself in the middle of a this. He, he doesn't want to be there, but he doesn't know how to get out of there. But he knows if he stays there, he's going to be miserable. So now Elijah goes and he's running for his life after seeing such a great victory. You will find yourself in a this moment after a great triumph or great progress in your life and prior to another great triumph or great progress in your life. I said this morning, it's like the valley in between two mountains. Two mountains, even if they are right next to one another, there is still a depression in between the two, and it's called a valley. That's why David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. What was the shadow coming from? The shadow was coming from the two mountains, the one he had just conquered and the one he was getting ready to conquer. It was trying to make him think he didn't have what it took to conquer the next one. See, some of you are facing situations now and the enemy wants you to think you can't conquer what it is that's in front of you. But I'm here to remind you the same God that did it for you last year is going to be the same God that does it for you this year. If he brought me through this, baby, he's going to bring me through that. I, I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed forsaken. No, 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 no. He, he, he. This, 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 though, this, this whole valley moment, this happens to people in church. It happens to people in church a lot where they make a lot of progress, but they fall away because this shows up. They're serving God. They're faithful. They're, they're, they're doing things they never thought they'd ever do. And they've got to a place and, and their life is beginning to change. And all of a sudden, this shows up. And now they're running from God when they should be running to God. See, the worst thing you can ever do when you feel like you've messed up is run away from him. You ought to run to him. Because the thing you're running away, uh, 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 away from him to get to, it can't fix your problem. Are you still with me? Now, 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 now. The reason the turning point occurs or this occurs after a great victory or great progress in your life is because you put your guard down. Here's what we say to ourselves. Whew! I can finally rest. I can finally put my guard down. It's finally happened what I prayed for. And in the moment you put your guard down, that's the moment this shows up. Because you're not even looking for it. You're, you're not even expecting it. And, and Elijah, when he finds himself in the middle of a this, he, he starts out right because he goes to Beersheba. Beersheba means it's the place of covenant with God. The first place he goes is to God, but evidently he feels like what he's getting in that moment is insufficient to handle his situation, so he grows impatient. I'm going to say it again because it was so fast your neighbor missed it. Elijah, he, the first place he goes in his this moment is to a place called Beersheba. It literally means the place of the oath or the place of the covenant with God, which means he knew the first thing he should do in the situation he found himself in was go to God. But in him going to God, something happened that made him impatient because he felt like God was taking too long. 
Oh, I can't get nobody to say nothing. You know, come on, let's be real. We're all ever felt like God. You, you don't have to raise your hand, but you can wink at me. You ever felt like God's taking too long? If I could wink my kneecaps, I'd wink my kneecaps, my God. You're sitting up saying, hey, God, I, you know, I had my five-year plan. I'm going on year 15. I was kind of hoping. Elijah felt like God's taking too long. So he leaves the place of the covenant, and he goes to a self-created and self-inflicted wilderness. And every time you leave God, you will go into a self-created and self-inflicted wilderness. I bet you while Elijah was out there, he was blaming God for his situation. I don't believe I'm the man again. You got me sitting out here. I'm sitting, but he chose to walk out there. You got to be careful when you blame other people for the things you decide to do. Bible says he went a day's journey into the wilderness, which, which I said this earlier, you should never keep a problem longer than a day. Because if you keep a problem longer than a day, you'll find yourself in this. Bishop, what should I do then when I find myself in a problem? I should say, I knew you were coming. Because I just had a great victory. And I knew you were showing up. So I tell you what. I cast you back to God. Because I know God cares for me. And since God cares for me, I refuse to let you stress me out. Sometimes you got to just shut your bathroom door and have a conversation with you, God, and your problem. Anybody ever had to do that where you had to go to work and say, listen, I'll be right back. I got to go to break. And go in the bathroom and lock the door and have a conversation with you, God, and your problem. Never keep a problem longer than 24 hours because it will make you walk places you don't want to walk. It will make you go places you really don't want to go. And that's what happened for Elijah. He kept a problem for longer than 24 hours. And so now he's walking to a place he really doesn't want to walk to. And he finds himself in the middle of a this doesn't want to be there doesn't know how to get out but he knows as long as he stays he's going to be miserable look at somebody and say but i'm coming out of this so real quick real quick i want to be very pragmatic about it because it'd be nice for us to shout and think that the shout would get us out of the place called this but the shout alone won't get you out of a place called this so i want to be very practical about how we do it so there's four things say four things Four, four things that I got to do in order to come out of this. First thing, first thing. Bible says Elijah went by himself. The worst thing you can do in the middle of a this is to be by yourself. And it's completely antithetical to the way we want to do things because we want to be by ourselves. Don't, when we're in the middle of a, of a tough situation, we don't want to talk. Come on, fellas. We, come on. Let me, maybe the man will say amen to me. Come on, man. Just you ain't got to shout. Just just do grunt or something. I mean, man, when we're in a tough situation, and that's when your wife wants to really talk. Well, baby, what's wrong? Nothing. I'm good. Ladies, that's code. Now I gotta help you, ladies, because see, you saying, "Lord, just make it more sensitive." No, 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 no. No. When he says, "Baby, what's wrong with you?" Nothing. That's code for. Nothing I want to talk to you about right now. That's cold. So don't get mad at him and start all the devil. No, 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 no. He's that's just cold. You got to understand the code. It's nothing we want to talk to you about right now. One husband's looking at his wife saying, Listen, listen, watch this. 
But the worst thing we can do is be by ourselves when we're in the middle of this. Because here's what happens. You will feel like you're alone. You'll feel like you're the only one that's got to go through this. You, you, you know what helps me as a pastor? What helps me as a pastor when I talk to other pastors and they tell me about their problems. It helps me. Because then I say, oh, shoot, man, that's tough. I, I ain't dealing with that. <laughs> Whew, I, see, I thought I had it bad until I talked to you. Then I talked to you and I'm like, good God almighty. What? See, you, 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 you want to come out of your situation, talk to somebody with a worse situation. It'll help you quickly realize that it's not that bad. That's why when you're going through something, you got to stay connected to church. You got to stay connected to believers. You got to stay connected to the word. You got to pop those message CDs like Tic Tacs, man, because you can't be by yourself. You're not alone. You'd be surprised. Your neighbor, they look real nice and spiritual and churchy today, but you'd be surprised what they had to deal with this week. And you'd be surprised to find out they probably had to deal with something very similar to you. Shout, I'm not alone. Second thing, though, the Bible says, second thing, the Bible says Elijah prayed to die, and he said he was no better than his father's. Now, we're truthful. At, at one point or another in our lives, we, we probably all said, Lord, I'm tired. You know, you're 32. I'm tired. <laughs> Lord, I'm ready to go. You're 17. Lord, just, Lord, I can't do it anymore, Jesus. We've all done it. That's why we're laughing because we've all, we've all at some point thought, maybe it would be easier if I wasn't here. Maybe it'd be better if I just didn't have to deal with all of this. Lord, I'm saved, so if I come, I'm coming to be with you. Because remember, Elijah's just like you and I. His name just means God is my God. He, he's a regular guy that God chose to do great things with. That's, that's what God does. God takes regular people and does irregular things with them. God takes ordinary people and he does extraordinary things with them. That, that, Elijah, though, says, Lord, just let me die because I feel no better than my fathers. Here, 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 here's the solution, though, the, the, the second part to the solution. To coming out of this, Babe Ruth said, every strike puts me closer to the next home run. The worst thing, especially believers, is we think anytime there is a failure that we failed. That is not the truth. God sometimes has to allow strikes so that you will have a greater appreciation for the home run. Oh, you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, Elijah, though, I, I love what he says. He says, I'm no better than my fathers, which meant in, in Elijah's quest for greatness, I'm going to help somebody. In Elijah's quest for greatness, it was more than just about him. It was about him proving something to the generations before him that he was going to be more than where he grew up. He was going to be more than what he endured. He was going to be a better father than he was fathered. He was going to be a better mother than he was. He said, I'm going to be better than my fathers. And so now Elijah finds himself feeling like cousin it. You know Cousin It. Cousin It is that relative in your family that you look at and say, I don't want to be anything like them. Elijah just looks at his life and he says, I'm Cousin It. Say, I'm coming out of this. Can, can I take it another further? Because even if this, if you say, Bishop, I'm not into this, well, good, get the tape because you'll be going into this at some time. But, but, but you got somebody on your job that's in the middle of this and they need to hear this. It got so bad for Elijah, the Bible says he didn't want to do anything but sleep. 
because he didn't want to have to deal with his this. When we, got, when we start going through stuff, you know, we, we get irregular sleeping habits. You, you're going to sleep at 8 in the evening. Because your thought is, I can't take no more. If I'm asleep, at least I can dream so I can pretend I'm not here. He didn't want to sleep. All right, that's all he wanted to do was sleep. Anybody been there? Come on, come on, come on, come on. Because we've all drank the same Kool-Aid. But, but can I tickle your spiritual senses for just a moment? I, they didn't get this this morning. This is for the 11 o'clock. The Bible says he sat under a broom tree, and, and broom tree is translated as a juniper tree. Can, can I mess with you for just a moment? Can, can I tell you how real it got for Elijah? Okay, y'all can't handle it. Juniper is what's used to flavor gin. It got so bad for Elijah that not only was he sleeping, but he was sipping on gin. It got so bad he started to drink. Oh, this is how it got for him. He didn't want to have to deal with it, so he drank and slept. He woke up, he drank and slept. He woke up, he got depressed, and then he drank and slept. He got into a crazy cycle. Okay, all right. Despite how great things looked externally, he felt like a failure inside. Everybody else, Elijah, 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 Elijah. And Elijah was looking at his own life and saying, I'm a failure. I, I, I've done all that, but I'm scared of one woman and her threat. I, I've done all of these great things, but, but I'm fearful of this one little situation. He was so focused on his problem, he forgot about his previous progress and his future promise. See, when you're in a this, you need to realize your this isn't that. So what is my that? My that is the promise of what God has for me tomorrow. And so if I'm in the middle of a this, I cannot get stuck here because this isn't that. So until this becomes that, I got to keep pushing until that is this. Are you still with me? Third, third thing, oh, third thing, third thing. Third thing. How many things? Four, four, four things to do what? Come out of this. What is this? A place you don't want to be, you don't know how to get out of, but you know if you stay, you'll be miserable. As he starts getting strong, Bible says he begins to eat, and he goes for 40 days and 40 nights as far as Mount Hor. As he starts getting strong, listen to what happens. This pops up again in a cave. He, he gets strong. He starts making progress. But, but now this shows up again. Third thing, don't be afraid to talk to God, even if you feel far from him. Bishop, why? Because when you start getting strong, contractions begin, begin to happen in your life. Bishop, give me an example. You remember in Exodus when the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt? And as they were coming out of Egypt, the Bible says that now uh, God would tell Moses, go ask Pharaoh to let you go. And I'm sure Moses thought, this is it. This, this is that. This is the promise. And he would go up, and I'm sure he was full of faith. I'm sure he walked up smiling, had his rod in his hand, had Aaron and his posse with him. He was like Verizon. He never left home with his, out his network. And I'm sure he walks up to Pharaoh and says, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, 
let my people go. What he didn't know is God was playing chess with him. Because God was on the other side telling Pharaoh, don't let him go. That happened ten times. But it was on that last time that God says, you've passed the test. And you didn't let this keep you from... Are there any people in the house that say, I'm not letting this keep me from that. If I got to go ten times, watch me get up and go time after time after time. Because I will keep going until I see that. Contraction started. Contraction started. The Bible says it got so bad, a wind came. But the Bible says God wasn't in the wind. An earthquake came. God wasn't in an earthquake. A fire came. God wasn't in the fire. I'm just about to. But Bishop, what are all these things? What, what, what was all this? What, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? God says, his translation for you and I, I'm going to allow there to be enough drama in your life so I can get your attention to the fact that you need to come out of a place called this. I'm going to say it again. God says, I'll let it get so windy in your life that I'll blow away everything you thought that was always going to be there. Then he says, I'll let there be an earthquake. I'll shape the ground you're walking on. So when you take one step, you don't really know where you're walking. You don't really know where you're going. Then God says, I got some fire too because everything I didn't blow away the first time, I'm going to let it get burned. Listen, why is the fire come? The fire comes to test and prove what you have around you. Because fire reveals the inner workings of what. So if you want to know who's really with you, baby, let the wind and the earthquake and the fire come because it's going to show. God says, Elijah, I will allow. And remember, Elijah's just like you and I. He says, I'll let there be a lot of drama in your life to bring your attention to the fact that you're in a place called this. And you need to come out of that place. I wish you'd have to have somebody and say, I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. So the Lord asked him after the wind and the earthquake and the fire. The Bible says God was not in any of that. God says God comes in a still small voice. And God asked him, what are you doing here? Well, you know better than this. We've been through worse before. You've survived worse before. You, 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 you had to ride the bus before. You, you, you had to deal with some trouble in your life before. You, you've been lied to before. Why are you stuck in this, Elijah? And you know Elijah's response? He didn't say, God, that's a good question. See, I learned to not go back and forth with God. See, the quicker you learn that, the greater your walk with God's going to be. I learned to not go back and forth with him. When he says something, I just say yes. In the old church, they used to say, God just wants a yes. Give me a yes. Give me a yes. So I just say yes. What are you doing? Whatever you want me to do. What's that? Whatever you want it to be. I'm like that woman on coming to America when Akeem kept saying. <laughs> that's seen the movie. Go Netflix it. It'll, it'll be a good movie for you. <laughs> he said, what do you like to eat? Whatever you like to eat. I learned to be like that with God. <laughs> what you want, whatever you want. But Elijah decides he's going to go back and forth with God. We've all done it before. He decides, wait a minute, God. No, 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 no. I've been zealous for you. 
And I've done all of this stuff in your name. I killed all the prophets of Baal. I've dealt with all of this threats and death threats and this and that. And I've I've been running and I've been dealing with all of this. And God, you know what? I I feel real alone right now. That's his response. Matter of fact, it's it's in your Bible when you read it. He's he's several sentences he responds to God. As if he was going to change God's position about the situation. Here's what God was really thinking. He said, now, Elijah, while you're sitting up here complaining about how alone you feel, you're not really alone. This is what he mean. If the text we read said that his servant was with him. But his this made him ignore everything he had around him. See, when you're in the middle of a this, you don't have an accurate perception of reality because your this will make you think that what you've got going on isn't really going on. So you're, so, you're focused on what's gone that you don't do anything about what's left. That's what a this will do. He wasn't really alone. The Bible even tells you his servant's there with him. He told his servant to stay, which means he chose to be by himself. Fourth thing and the last thing. Are you with me? Any people say, I'm coming out of this, whatever my this. Now, I want you to get this. God's solution. He goes back and forth a couple of times. You can read it there in chapter 19. He goes back and forth a couple of times with God. And God just says, I don't want to hear all of that. So You know you're mature with God when God just cuts out the these and the thous and just gives it to you real. See, I found out God doesn't speak in King James English. I found that. I am thy Lord, thy God. He, he doesn't talk like that to me. He just, look now. I t- <laughs> when God just talks to you real, you know you're mature with him. Because he, he just says, I'm cutting out all of the extras and all of that and all the sugar. I'm giving it to you raw. Because he says, I don't have time for you to be trying to dissect and interpret what I said. I need you to just get to what I'm saying. So the fourth thing, the fourth thing, God's solution to Elijah. After they go back and forth and they have this whole dilemma. God says, I tell you what, Elijah. You've been thinking you're alone and you're not. So I tell you what my solution for you is. Go find Elisha. And go anoint Jehu as the king. Now he's saying, Bishop, what do these people mean? Here's the, the essence of what God was saying. Elijah, go and serve somebody else. It's so simple. We missed it. He says, you want to come out of this, Elijah? Where you running from somebody that obviously didn't have what it took to get you because she said you were going to be dead the day after by 3 o'clock and it's now 45 days later and you're still here? Have you ever looked at the stuff that you thought was going to make you crazy and how you outlasted it? See, some enemies I don't have to defeat. I just have to outlast. And before I know it, I'm already through it. Watch this. Watch this. He says, Elijah, go and serve somebody else. Go and pray for somebody else. Go and encourage for somebody else. That's what the scripture means when it says, Isaiah 40 and 31, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. Bishop, what does that mean? The word wait there in Hebrew does not mean stand idle. It means I serve him. Think of wait there as you would like a waiter at a restaurant. They're standing ready to take your order. Which means God, while I'm waiting to come out of my this, 
Watch me standing there ready to take the next order. Which means, watch me go crazy serving. Watch me go crazy praising. See, some people think you're crazy because of how much you serve. What they don't understand is it's because of your serving that kept you from going crazy. Some people think you're crazy because of how you praise God. But they don't understand it was my praise that kept me. Are there any people in my house that say... God says, go crazy serving. Bishop, I ain't completed KLU. I can't do that. You, you don't need KLU to go to the mall and go crazy inviting folk to church. You, you, you don't need KLU to go down to the, to the 16th Street Mall and start praying with folk. You, 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 you don't need, see, see, because watch this. God was saying, he was saying, Elijah, the only way out of this is you're going to have to pull somebody else out with you oh this is it and I'm through the only way out of this is if you got somebody else's hand with you I wish there were some people in the house that aren't selfish I wish there were some people in the house that say God if you do it for me I'll do it for somebody else God says Elijah you want out pull Elisha with you pull Jehu with you your boss with you he says pull somebody else with you everybody stand experiences are what people love the most about travel viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking mount kilimanjaro in tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the caribbean They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.